G'day guys, welcome back to another edition of the No Name Podcast. Uh, today's the 18th of May, it's a Monday. Hope everyone's had a good Monday, good start to the week out down. I have, it's a bit cold, it's a bit chillier this time of year in Melbourne, but it's, it's great. Um, I hope everyone's getting out there and just uh, keeping yourselves as, as occupied as they possibly can with whatever they're doing at the moment, uh, given the circumstances. So I'll kick us off with a little bit of on this day uh, today, being the today being the 18th of May. So uh, on this day in 18, uh, 1897, sorry, a guy called Herbert Henry Dow founds Dow Chemical Company. Uh, so Dow Chemical Company is actually now one of the, the largest conglomerates in the world in terms of sheer size. Uh, they're, they're a New York Stock Exchange listed uh, company. Uh, they're multinational. They're absolutely massive. A guy called Andrew Laveris was recently their CEO and, and chairman. He was an Australian bloke. Uh, so that's the, uh, the connection there. Uh, some other events that have happened on this day include the fact on this day in 1940, uh, the German troops conquered Brussels and uh, went, into, went into Belgium. So that happened on this day 80 years ago. Uh, it was decided that uh, on this day 1942 that for the uh, the, the the remainder of uh, the remainder of the world Second World War that New York City would no longer play baseball games at night. I think that was due to safety concerns of players and obviously spectators as well. Uh, on this day 1960, the magnificent Real Madrid uh, routed. On track Frankfurt seven uh, three in the European Cup final. That was, so that was their fifth, uh, the fifth consecutive European Cup title for Los Blancos. Uh, the the ever magnificent uh, Fedanch Puskas, uh, the future South Melbourne coach, uh, and Alfredo De Stefano were the scorers that day. So Puskas put in four to the back of the old onion bag, and uh, De Stefano put three into the old onion bag. So not a, not a bad day at the office to win your fifth. Straight uh, European Cup, that's for sure. Um, with your two best strikers scoring seven seven goals between them, that's I guess incredible to look at. Uh, the way the way you think about it now, uh, Europe, the way European football is played, I don't think we'll see another European Cup final and seven three at this stage. Uh, now or into the future, I can pretty much almost guarantee that. Another European Cup final that was played on this day uh, was in 1994, actually. Uh, so I think this is. This is one of the great European Cup finals. Uh, it was played in Athens. It was played at the uh, the Olympic State, what is now known as the Olympic Stadium in Athens. Uh, on this on this day, uh, between AC Milan and Barcelona, uh, AC Milan and Barcelona probably the two dominant sides of that era. Uh, Barcelona had won the '92 European Cup, uh, and you have a look at you just you just genuinely have a look at some of these these guys that played for both these teams and you're just absolutely mesmerised as to sort of uh, the, the talent that was out there on the field at that that point in time in that game. So uh, the managers as well, Fabio Capello was the manager of AC Milan at the time, a champion, a genuine champion of the game. Uh, Johan Cruyff, an absolute legend of, of world football, was also, uh, he, was, he was the manager of, of Barcelona at the time. So some really, really... High-profile uh, teams with high-profile coaches and some genuinely high-profile players. So you have a look at uh, the AC Milan side here uh, that I'm looking through now, and it's captained by a guy called Mauro uh, Tosotti. He plays uh, he plays right back. Uh, Christian Panucci is the left back. Uh, Demetrio Albertini, he was a 
a long-serving uh, AC Milan player as well. He plays at centre-back. Oh, sorry, central midfield. Uh, the centre-backs are two absolute stars. Uh, Filippo uh, Gali and Paolo Maldini. Uh, the midfielders, Marcel Desailly, uh, by this stage, who was, who was basically stamping himself as an absolute star. Dejan Savicevic. And uh, Zvonimir Boban, uh, who's, who's a really quality player as well, a Croatian international for many years. Uh, he was there in right midfield. So Masara and, and obviously Danile Masaro was there, there, their centre forward, uh, one of the centre forwards that night, the Savicevic. And uh, yeah, Masaro, I think that uh, he played the majority of his career with Milan, uh, played a few games to Italy, but not many, but he scored a double that night. Savicevic scored one and Desai scored one. So... Milan, I think that season did what they call the new double when they won the league and then uh, on top of winning the league they won the European Cup or the Champions League as it was known. It was now known. Champions League was known then as well. You even look at the Barcelona side, some genuine stars on this uh, on this team. Pep Guardiola played central midfield. Uh, Ronald Koeman, uh, the Dutchman, he was the centre-back. Uh, Christos Stoichkov, he was, he was probably one of the best players in the world in the mid-90s, a Bulgarian. Uh, he was playing. Romario as well. So there was some, some genuinely... You know, awesome side, uh, awesome players on both sides. But Milan just way, way, way too strong on that that evening, and uh, managed to to win themselves another European Cup or UEFA Champions League final. It was known at the time. Ninety-two was the last European Cup. Uh, Ninety-two was the first Champions League season. So that that's uh, that's interesting there. Uh, on this day in two thousand one, actually, the movie Shrek premiered for the first time. Uh, Saw it a few, few times as a kid, old Shrek. It was a absolutely amazing uh, film for its time. Uh, on this day in 2004, Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Randy Johnson, a uh, big, tall, rangy pitcher. He becomes the 16th pitcher ever in the history of Major League Baseball to throw a perfect game. His Diamondbacks uh, beat the Atlanta Braves 2-0 in that, in that match. Yes, and on this day last year, the uh, the eighteenth of May, uh, we end up we end up looking uh, end up looking at the English FA Cup final. Uh, uh, Jesus Gabriel Jesus and Raheem Sterling scored twice. Uh, Man City beat Watford six 0 and that uh, leads them to the treble for that season. They won the treble, so they're they're absolutely fantastic side. Man City last season, no one no one could really stop them at all. Even Liverpool tried try their darndest, but they just could not get there in the end. Uh, some other, uh, some other memorable, uh, some other memorable things that have happened on this day. There's been a few, been a few births and uh, a few births on this day. So, the twin brothers Ryan and Stephen Sessegnon, uh, brought up through Fulham's academy system, footballers. Uh, Ryan Sessegnon is actually now playing at Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, twins. They're born on this day. In, 2000, so they turned 20 today. So happy birthday to them. Uh, Ashley Harrison, interesting one here. He's a 39-year-old uh, uh, former former lock forward for the Brisbane Broncos, South Sydney Rabbitohs, Sydney Roosters, and Gold Coast Titans. Uh, he played for played for Queensland as well for many years. Did uh, Ashley Harrison? So he's uh, the oh, and he actually played in the uh, the, the 2000 uh, Brisbane Broncos Premiership. Uh, winning side. So happy birthday to him. He turns 39. Uh, another one, one of football's hard men, Danny Mills, uh, born on this day, won 19 caps for England uh, in the early 2000s. Uh, and 
think he was he was part of the squad that went to uh, the 2002 FIFA World Cup. Played the majority of his career. He played that sort of that part where he's playing at England. He played at Leeds United. After that, he played at Manchester City. Uh, also with Charlton Athletic and Norwich as well. So that's uh, that's all that's really gone on this day in history. Uh, must say, I'm going to get on my high horse a bit tonight. It's been a while since I've got on my high horse. Um, genuinely dead set. Oh, if I hear like the absolute garbage that's coming out of a lot of, I think a lot of sports writers are going mad at the moment. They're trying to find content. Um, so sports, something I love, something many in this many people in this country really love. Uh, I think, uh, think that you'll find that all the sport content that's coming out now is basically just bullshit about when's the footy going to start, what are the players doing, you know, can they, uh, can they. Can they walk and chew gum at the same time? What are the what are the um, what are the restrictions going to be allowed on them? What, what's happening? Uh, what I mean, all this. Um, oh, I don't know how would I describe it. it. A lot of it's just bullshit, and a lot of it's just innuendo, and a lot of it's uh, I guess for the point of just filling out minutes and minutes and news bulletins and uh, lines in papers. That's that's what they're doing. So I think. I think you'll find, if you ask me, it's just it's just getting to the point now where it's it's actually over the top. Like no one no one really gives a shit. Like yeah, okay, it'd be nice if sport can come back, but uh, that's just what it is. I mean, it's not uh, it's not it's not the uh, it's not the it's not the end of the world really. Um, so I think people just need to remember that. People really need to remember that there's also a thing called information overload. So I think people don't really want to be given all this crap, uh, this crap information all the time just about what's going on. And, and some of the talk back that's been happening in Melbourne, especially on SEN, because I listen to, uh, to SEN a fair bit. Uh, I mean, no one gives a shit about stuff like, oh, this is going to be the hardest season on record, and there's going to be an asterisk next to the Premiership, and why do the Victorian team get a bonus? You know, why do they get a bonus? Why do they get to play at the MCG all the time? No one really talked about the MCG until Richmond started winning a couple of flags. So, you know what? That's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. So I think people just need to be a bit more... Uh, people just need to be a bit more resilient. Uh, people need to shut up a bit more, I think, about these things. Uh, this seems to be a very very parochial sort of crowd from from WA and SA in particular. Seems to whinge and moan about Victoria and the AFL and yeah, okay, the VFL it was the VFL and now it's the AFL, right? And, and those clubs, the West Coast, the Brisbane Bears, the Adelaide Crows, Port Adelaide Magpies now power, uh, uh, GWS they all joined the VFL. Uh, the Gold Coast as well. They all joined the VFL. Um, so if all these clubs are just going to whinge and whinge and moan, um, you're hearing all this stuff about just, just you just can't believe all this stuff um, I'm hearing about. Oh, you know Adelaide are going to bunk with Port Adelaide and Port Adelaide aren't happy with that. Like who gives a shit? They're just two football teams. Like it's not the end of the world. You're just going to have to sleep there and, and whatever. So I think yeah. You know, make the best of a uh, you know, make the best of a not perfect situation, um, and shut up with the whinging and moaning and complaining. That's what I say to them. So if anyone else has got any issues uh, with that, uh, please let me know. If anyone else has got any other interesting news going on in their world, please let me know. Try and have a bit more of a chat. But uh, yeah, hope everyone's doing well, and we'll have some guests on later this week. So I hope everyone has a good start to the week and uh, enjoy yourselves. Bye for now.